0: Welcome to PSI, I Love You, XOXO, episode 68. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, Colin Moriarty. That's breaking the Jimmy Olsen's blues over here. <laughs> I think that's what I want to, I've decided what I want to do, my 2017 New Year's resolution, is to change it up for you every time now. It's been, how many years have I been doing Pride of Long Island or He Only Does Everything? I don't know. Feels However like many forever. years it's been, it's been too long. Exactly. It's time to shake <laughs> it up. A new one every time I say now. God,
1: you're very loud. I forgot, Kevin. I just want to consult with you one more time because I haven't seen Greg in I don't know like a month. The, was that louder than usual, or am I just not acclimated Kevin, properly? He's
0: frantically trying to turn on his microphones to make sure. I think there. that uh, you just you're lacking the. He's been time off too long. He's I've been, been in. A,
1: I've been in like a hyper. What do they call it? Hyperbolic a, chamber. A hyperbo- is that, no? It's not hyperbolic. It's is it. Is it a hyperbolic chamber? It's a, hi- it's a chamber oh, of hyperbole? I, <laughs> no, <I'm sorry.
0: laughs> I guess that is where I live, actually. I do live in a
1: hyperbolic chamber.
0: <laughs> you figure it's, it's... I've let it build up to... Hyperbaric, one, I think it is. Hyperbaric chamber? I think something like that. Okay. Think about it this way, where it's like, every day we were out here, fucking swinging, doing all these shows, right? It's been two solid weeks of not doing anything. I've built up. I've been in Canada for two, one of those weeks where I couldn't be loud at all. Every time I talked, they told me I was too loud in there. It's true. There are quiet people. Fuck them. I know, right? I they mean, were all worried about avalanches in the wet. mountains. I was being so loud. They said <laughs> they didn't know what they were talking about. They're nothing up to anything. Colin, we're back. Mm. 2017 is here. The first thing we've ever recorded in 2017 is right here. Yeah. Are you excited? You ready for another year of this? Oh, man. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Joe, let's jump n- off the cliff together. We're just going like when we <laughs> just like when we fucking started the business. Hold your hand and jump. Colin, mm. did you know that listeners and viewers can go? To kindofunny.com of slash PSQ to get their questions read in the air, just like Nathan Choquette did. Thank you for spelling out your last name. Nathan writes in and says, Hi guys, no super detailed questions here, but I was curious how your breaks were. went. Did you get to make your way through a bunch of backlog games in between spending time with loved ones? Or did your systems end up silently waiting for you to return from your holiday? Love your work and happy new year to you both. Your friend Nathan Choquette. PS, it's totally up to you, but would you mind giving my best bro, Michael, a birthday shout-out? He's turning 25 on the day this episode releases, and he loves you guys, too. No, we won't do that. What'd you do over break? Um, I don't know. I did a lot of things. I, uh, went to Mexico. Yeah? You're gonna talk about that in the Game Over Greggy show, you said? Yes. I'm excited about that.
1: Uh, so that was interesting, and, uh, and then, uh, came home, and I was home for, I don't know, from, like, the 22nd until now. Yeah. Um,
0: how many how, how many hours wearing pants? You think were you mainly pantsless? Oh my god!
1: Like almost, I was yeah. pretty much never. Just in when pants. you went to the there the were diner? days where I never even left. Oh yeah, I went to the diner.
0: I saw that Aaron was Snapchat or not Snapchat mm, Instagram snapchapping stories, whatever you want to call it. I saw I she was doing that. I'm too old for that. She was watching people do that. Uh,
1: but yeah, no, I uh, I played some games and I read and I watched TV and caught up with the sports and uh, played with Lola. Yeah. and...
0: I don't know. How did the writing bassoon? go? This is the first time we've talked. Mm. You played the crystal bassoon a bit. Oh, like every day. Oh my gosh. Like five times a day. <laughs> it's,
1: <constant.
0: laughs> it's like one of those helmets with the yeah. beers and the, the yeah. straws. It was just one giant crystal bassoon. Yeah. What I want to know is how did the writing go? I haven't talked to you at all. You went. You were originally going to write a lot in Mexico, and then I mm-hmm. saw you put up the tweet about your new year's resolution. Write, 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 write,
1: Yeah, the idea is in full... It's did you get good. a lot of work then? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of it, I mean, I, I wrote quite a bit, but the... the uh, the idea is solidified, and um, yeah, it's good to go. Nice. I think I think the idea is is great. Like I really do. I like it, and I'm and I'm, I'm stoked to see
0: no what, dramatic changes since I last heard about the no, idea.
1: No, right? okay. not really.
0: And cool. so and so, um, and, yeah. So and that's, you listener viewer, you're not missing anything. You don't know what this idea is yet. Colin's not shown his cards, but he's been hinting around at it. I'm not going to show any cards until it's time to go. But what you should do is not ever release it. And have a whole fucking novel series, and then when you die, Lola's grandbabies get all that money when they start publishing those books. It's
1: like Chinese democracy. Mm -hmm. Take fifteen years. Uh, Yeah, so I'm aiming for the middle of the year to have something for people—not like the listeners, but like people like close to me—to start to look at. Um, And. I think, I, I don't know, so I, I'm stoked with the idea. A lot of it was just spent on the beach and like on, you know, like just like writing in notebooks, like fleshing out characters and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm excited about it. And it's, it's, it's basically my massive priority this year mm-hmm. um, is to finish this. Um, I've always wanted to write a book and and I've had opportunities presented to me in the past to write books. Um and for you know one reason or the other one I, I pursued quite vehemently uh, for a while and it just it, it it's still actually in the air I I, I haven't talked to the guy you in a while from, if you from want the to. publisher well, I, I guess so he's a really nice guy he actually listens to the show um works in a major publishing house and 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 he and I had been going back and forth for some time since I was at IGM, but I just can't find the time to write that particular book right now mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to work with him in the future and then some you know guy that publishes fiction and reached out to me a little while ago but but. I think I want to just go this alone and just see like how it goes. And and, um, I'm open to any, and all opportunities obviously, but this is always something I've wanted to do. I want to do something that I feel like not that what we do doesn't mean something or like the things we've done in the past don't mean anything, but I want to do something that's like, I've always wanted to have my name on a book. Sure. You know, and uh, that's like a huge dream of mine. So I hope that that works out. So yes, it went very well and and it's, it's, it's difficult work to do and, and hopefully um, hopefully it comes out at some point in the future. Well, I wish you I like, don't lose my nerve. Thank you.
0: Let me know how I can help question here. What'd you do about gaming though? You had a whole bunch. We both had not aspirations not dreams, but we had plans things we wanted to do I saw you platinum. We hit didn't have go. we didn't
1: have dreams because that game's never gonna come out
0: Hey, hey it's in this fucking video. It's we'll confirmed the hell it is. We'll get to that. Yeah Uh, what did you what did you platinum hit mango? I platinum
1: hit mango very early on in the uh, in the break I've sure. been working on that one for like eight months uh, I really like that game a lot. Hitman, it was great. Uh, I moved on to Lara. Cro- I date Jenna, Is just. I, I moved on to Lara Croft Go, which I think is a significantly inferior game. And inferior. Yeah, and and you were, you were saying five to seven second load times on that game is a joke. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. offense. Maybe multiply that by four or five, and you get the Lara Croft Go on Vita is perhaps the worst optimized game I've ever played on that Loads device. Like shit. Period. I can't believe that they released it in that shape, and uh, it's frankly embarrassing. They should have just not even released it on Vita. Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, for a game that requires so much touch and go and so much like trial, trial and error, error, way more than Hitman. Yeah. Um, to literally wait 25 or 30 seconds for the game to load. And that's literal, literally 25 or 30 seconds to load. Go to a map, loads forever. Go to back to the menu, takes forever to load. It's like, who the fuck optimized this game for Vita? And why does Hitman Go run so much better than this game? Yeah. It's not, this isn't a, a technical behemoth. Killzone Mercenary runs just fine on Vita. So that annoyed me a little bit. Nonetheless, I platinumed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I found it to be. A way... Did you ever jump over to PlayStation Four? No, Aaron was playing it there, and it and it runs way way better. That there. was
0: the problem. Is that I played I when I played Hitman Go without any. Uh- comparison when I was just playing at the coffee shop I was like oh this is fun these loads suck but whatever I'm doing this I'm texting somebody I'm doing whatever and then when I went home and saw it on PlayStation 4 I was like oh why the fuck would I ever play it on Vita again
1: it's it's incredibly fucking annoying on yeah. yeah like I'm just throwing it out there but I stuck with it I'll tell you I, <laughs> I sure did I couldn't wait for it to be over there, like halfway through the game I'm like I got it I, I've come this far I need to get this over with 32% of the people that played I have a platinum I can't I can't possibly not be one of the people. Sure. So I played that. I played a Vita game called Bard's Gold quite extensively. I played it. I didn't like it. It didn't work for
0: me. I liked it a lot. It looked a al- lot. <clears throat> it's got. It's what we were talking about uh, on our top ten list about Rogue Legacy. A lot of Rogue Legacy feel in that game in terms of dying, come back, doing. It isn't exact. And that was the thing where it's just it was a bit too stiff for me. Why'd you like it? It's obtuse. Yeah. And
1: I liked. I but just the right amount of obtuse. So the idea is that there's like these four worlds. Each world I think has seven stages, um, and you're just going through somewhat randomly generated stages but they're kind of similar to each other in each of these worlds um, and I just found it quite satisfying the cool thing is, is that you find these like secret books you have to do like really obtuse and strange things to make them appear mm. so like um In, I think it's like World 2-1, if you beat World 2-1 with a weapon you bought from the shop. In World 2-2, if you get all the way through it, then a monster appears. You kill the monster, then like a treasure chest appears. Is
0: this something you have to read online to figure all this out? Yeah,
1: I figured out something about myself, and then I realized that this shit was happening randomly, and I went online and looked. Figured out what they are doing. And these books allow you to upgrade your character, and your character becomes like super powerful. um, And is able to do a lot of things. So you have like the ability to, for range with your dagger, you have ability to have more health or... um, you know, whatever, move quicker, whatever it is. And so I, I liked it. I mean, I, I I played the game and instantly knew that this game is going to be a major, major turnoff for lots of people. But it reminded me of, of older games that I really liked that just keep you coming back for more and more. It has the same kind of hook that Downwell had for me in the sense that it's not nearly as hard as Downwell. But, but you're not where good I'm at like, it yet? Yeah, where it's like it's it shouldn't be this hard. But I, I uh, on the plane to and from Mexico and in Mexico when I was playing Vita, that's basically all I played. Um, oh, interesting. And I really, really liked it a lot. Um, and the major game that I spent time with, um, uh, over the break when I got back from Mexico was rise of the tomb Raider.
0: Ah, yes. Now
1: the specific reason that I wanted to, that I, I, I frankly thought it was a mistake and didn't want to do our game of the year video before the break is cause I knew I was going to be playing things or at least something that was going to mix that list up and rise of the tomb Raider is one of those games. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, my list that's going to go up, I think the same day this goes up for everyone on, on youtube.com slash kind of funny games is already inaccurate, but that's the name of the game, I guess. Uh, rise of the tomb raider is exceptionally good yeah and I told you. um and uh, i played it for i want to say almost 30 hours at this point are you gonna plan it uh maybe I, I i um so in terms of the trophies the, the trophies are out of fucking control in the game <laughs> like there's a million there's a million of them, million of them. I, I there was a point where i went in and just looked and i had like 34 plat or 34 pla- uh, bronze. bronze trophies and 22% of the trophies in the game. I'm like, What And it's because all the, the DLC, DLC is in there. And that's fine. You don't need the DLC tro- trophies to even get the platinum trophy. I just feel like even the general trophy list is just so bad. It's just such a bad list. Mm. Especially with all the collectibles and all the cool things in the game. Nonetheless, um, as I tweeted out when I was playing it a little bit, uh, the game is strongest when it's not trying to be Uncharted. I think the beginning of the game is totally ripping off Uncharted. And then when you settle into what the game actually is, you find that there's a lot of really unique and interesting ideas in the game that you know because you played on Xbox. Um, And I like that there's a lot to do, but it never seems super overwhelming. Like There's just enough to do. I like that she learns languages, and I like that she find survival caches and documents and relics all the relics have stories and the documents really stress the story and it I, has that I, you like a
0: feel where when you get introduced to a new area yeah you start seeing things pop up but it's not them popping up and there's a hundred caches to go find or a hundred gold coins to find it's like i could actually stop here and, and that's what i did every time i entered a new area you spent like an hour cleaning it out getting the xp doing all these things learning whatever you can and yeah spawning or a spamming survival instinct the whole time yeah that's a like really that. annoying as shit but
1: but uh, I think that it's, uh, um, you know, you said it's like a Ubisoft game. I would dare say, with the exception of maybe the Far Cry games, it's better quality than Ubisoft's typical offerings. And uh, Far Cry, I think, is like the, the, the pinnacle of what Ubisoft does in my mind. Um, and I feel like there's just cool ideas there where, like, you, you you wonder as an Uncharted fan, what would Uncharted look like with more the the, the, the makings of a modern game as opposed to, like, a pulp game that's very... That would be very at home on PS2 in a sense, where it's like mm. there's not much to do here. You're just going from point A to point B, and maybe there's some collectibles. What would this game look like if it was opened up and given some love and massage in a different way? And you actually have you don't have to think about it, you have it. Rise yeah. of the Tomb Raider is that game. I will say that the story is not that interesting. Of course, and uh, Naughty Dog absolutely destroys Crystal Dynamics in terms of uh, character development, in terms of um, animations, in terms of pretty much everything that has to do with narrative and aesthetic. I don't think that oh, well, there's any competition that, that's there. That's the same
0: thing with the original Tomb Raider, right? In the fact that, I can tell you how much I loved playing the original Tomb Raider. I can tell you how much I loved playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I think the original Tomb Raider ended with me fighting a witch for some reason, and I can't tell you anybody in the game except the guy who had an escape, escape button on his shirt, which is the same thing with Rise of the Tomb Raider, where that guy pops up, and they're like, oh, blah, blah, and I'm like, oh, is he in the first game? Like, I don't even fucking remember this dude. Whatever. Go through. Sure. And it's, about, the, it's her and her father. Her father's like ghosts, really, that were I I mean like narrative ghost.
1: Yeah. Lara is an interesting character. The voice acting is really great. Um, And I, I feel like I feel like it's they have something really special here. I think everyone already knows. That. I think I'm the last of the party, but yeah. but uh, although the game is apparently not selling very well on PS4, but I highly recommend it. I, I think that uh, it really sucked me in. I I I got to the almost to the very end, and then I actually have pulled back because I, I I know you can play the game after you beat it. but I hate doing that. Like I I, I want to like collect everything and do everything and then go beat the game so I can be fucking done with it. Um, but surely it's it's uh, it's one of the great games that I have played in the year and, and would sure. bump something off my list. Um, and and I had intended on moving on to other things like I. I uh, I booted up a game called Dex on Vita for a little while. I got a code from it. Our friends at East Asia Soft, I think, are publishing it. Yeah. They're the guys that do like Rainbow Moon. All right. No. Um, by the way, I got uh, heard Rainbow Skies still coming. Really? All right. Yeah, Rainbow Skies in development, almost done. Um, so, if you guys are looking forward to that PS4, PS Vita uh, sequel to Rainbow Moon, uh, you won't be waiting too much longer. I don't think. Um, Dex is like this, uh, this really neat looking Blade Runner like side scrolling role playing game.
0: Okay, and no awesome.
1: one, no one had recommended it to me. And I was going through my spam uh, over the break in this this email moment. I'm like, oh, why well, this isn't spam? And I just asked for a code and I downloaded it. And the games, the idea behind the game is really cool, but it just runs so badly on Vita. Mm-hmm. It literally lasted five minutes on my Vita before, I'm like I'm, I'm out. <laughs> and then the other game I wanted to play was Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Remastered. Um, Got a bad taste in my mouth when I booted it up, and then I had to put the disc in for Advanced Warfare or whatever the mm. fuck it is that I just played Infinite Infinite Warfare, and uh, and then I, I just I played. and I'm like, yeah, mm,
0: can't go know. back. Old well, old.
1: I mean, it's it's fine. It looks great, but uh, I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to play shooter right now. I'm I'm shootered out. So well, so how, yeah, it's a huge
0: year for shooters. Yeah.
1: Then I went to Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then that's what basically what I stuck bad. with. So I think that that's basically it. I played quite a bit over the break. I also want to give a shout out to a few other things I did. Okay. Started watching that show Colony, very good, super Jericho like. Think you'd like Is it? Is
0: this the one Aaron was talking about on yeah. Twitter that she was trying to figure out how to make you watch? Yeah, it? how'd she make you watch it?
1: She just put it on the television. Gotcha. And that I watched seems
0: pretty easy. It. Seems like she overthought. Uh,
1: it it's it got. It's not it, the plot's not like Jericho, but it's very Jericho like. Okay. Uh, which resonated with me. So I'm trying to work my way through that. Finished Man in the High Castle season two. Superb. Okay. Very very good. Shout out to Man in the High Castle. She watched that show, and then I I started watching Westworld. Uh, oh, just a couple episodes. It's fine. Oh, well, I'm not. Know, I'm you know, not I was, like. I, I think the idea is really cool. I'm not sure I was in the right mindset to watch mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me when I first watched Game of Thrones and I had to go back and watch it again. Yeah, because I was like, man, didn't uh, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that, that, didn't but then, but yeah. So, so, but cer- certainly an interesting and, and, and intriguing idea. Uh, so I got a lot a lot done and and playing rise of the tomb raider uh set so deep in soviet territory or post-soviet territory reading a lot about the russians lately as
0: well well there's lots lots to talk about with the russians lately
1: a lot of of things to know about the
0: first the the 3rd you're going all the the way back to catch up see how you you don't want to jump too far back you don't want to jump into the russian politics now you want to see how russian history
1: is fucked up man yeah it's like uh they like surfed them until like the mid-19th century which is a very strange kind of if it ain't broke strange kind of thing but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, interesting interesting to read about them nonetheless okay. yes. that's it okay. how about you
0: uh, I played a ton of Hugh Hugh popped on the radar this puzzle platformer thing when GDC was coming around and I was booking GDC and they sent over the video of what the game was and I was like this is awesome and put him on the GDC stream I think you and Nick you and Tim somebody did it or whatever and I was like alright cool and when it came around downloaded it on the Vita had it ready to go had a stick... What are, you, what are you laughing about? What am I was I just thinking about something. No, nothing. I was just, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, okay. No, it has to do with the game, but I'll tell you after your story. Okay, cool. Uh, and jumped into it, and it was one of those that I didn't know what to expect. This game, this, you know, 2D baseless side-scroller with the puzzles or whatever. Puzzle games... I mean, oh, it's always 50 50 if I'm going to get into it and like it or if I'm going to be like, this is obtuse and I don't want to do this anymore. And the way Hugh built upon itself was so much fun and so interesting and clever, I thought, where you're going through getting different parts of the color wheel. So it's the puzzles start off so simple. And then by the end of the game, when you have all the different puzzle pieces, that's when it's like, okay, now it's way more complicated. And how do I make all this work? But for the lion's share of the game going through and solving all these different puzzles, i didn't have an issue you know what i mean i wasn't if if i got to a point and i was like how do i do this it wasn't frustrating and at the end i've petered out now where i'm i was i finally jumped ahead and you know all the walkthrough videos because nobody writes anything anymore all the walkthrough videos i have like 15 minutes left of the game i guess in terms of puzzles and stuff i don't know if i'm gonna get back to it though because it's to the point of i want to play it on planes i want to play it when i'm on the go i was playing on the couch in front of the fire and stuff i'm to a point though where it's just like i jump in i'm like this is kind of frustrating. This is not, I don't want to sit here and stare at this screen for 15, 20 minutes trying to figure it out, nor do I want to go watch a walkthrough video to do it. If it had a platinum, maybe. Maybe there'd be a sense of going through and complete it. No real reason to, though, but I enjoyed it. I recommended it. I thought it was great. I think the puzzles are fun. Interesting. <clears throat> we talked about how bad the load times are on Lara Croft and that being like, oh, that's weird on Vito. Uh, this, I don't, I'm trying to think, and maybe you can help me. Do you know of a game on Vita where there's like, significant frame rate drops where it just chugs all of a sudden. I, I I started thinking when I had seen some, and it's not all the time. I'm talking, and it's not I, I, three-fourths of the way through the game. I ran into like two or three levels where it was like, while well, I was playing, 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 and I was doing these really complicated puzzles, and all of a sudden it was like, and I was like, I had to stop because it quit out, close it, come and back then it and, worked. Yeah, and then it cleaned it all up, but it, I don't know if it was processing, pulling too much. I don't much. know. But Walking Dead didn't run well. Yeah, but even that, that's like, Frame rate hitches I felt like or like full like scene skips and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it was loading something Yeah, I can't weird. off the
1: top of my head think of anything This was that like that there's nothing like
0: that going on and then it just chugged out of the blue It doesn't stop me from recommending it. I think it's really great really fun Maybe the, I, I'm sure at some point on a plane. I'm gonna sit back down and jump back into those puzzles and have no idea how what the fuck I was doing, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's totally just a fun puzzle game I don't think the story is anything not that it matters it's just a narrator like is you're reading a letter from your mom and stuff maybe like i'm saying it stays around too long but i don't think so i think it's just that the puzzles get to a point that i don't want to play uh played the first two episodes of walking dead season three uh it was interesting no spoilers of course well i mean spoilers for the fact of like what the basic part of the game is right that you're playing as a new character javier you play as climbing flashbacks uh it was in, when they announced that it was going to be a new character in season three that you'd be playing, even though you would get some clamor or whatever. I was like, I don't know. That doesn't, eh, I don't know if I'm going to be into that or whatever. And I think from the, I think it's actually really paying off well, where I, I like not having the baggage. It was interesting to jump into episode one and be making choices and not know 100% who this character was yet. So I could be a dick if I wanted to. I could you know be go the really assholeish way that I never would have done with my Clem. And then to run into Clem in the story and see how that goes, what she's matured into, that's an interesting dichotomy too. And what's interesting is, again, no spoilers for how the game plays out, uh, is the fact that You know, you get into the regular walking dead choices of we need somebody's like we need to do this and then somebody else we need to do that. But the person saying we need to do that this time is Clem. And so it's like that thing where I'm still doing the I'm like fucking over not fucking over, but I'm like not listening to my family members and totally picking Clem over these other people, Mm. which is going to be interesting. I think And as we go down the line, does that totally backfire and fuck me over because like Telltale As we saw with the Batman game, I think has balls in terms of like fucking around with characters you love or whatever. Are they going to fuck around with what the core of my Clementine was? You know, I I know what she's been from season one to season two. I feel such a connection to that character. It's going to be interesting if the end, like if I'm just blindly following her, if that's like totally the wrong call and she's an asshole and she's just out for herself. I don't know, but I loved it. I had a great time. It's it's another game. You know, we just came off of Batman. We talked so much about Batman leaving, especially episode five and how poorly it ran. Wasn't having the frame rate hitches the crashes none of that shit in season two so i mean again for the most part that's how i've had batman until episode five so we'll see if it's another thing where it seems like they're trying to catch up to a deadline and it all goes to hell but cool really interesting excited one day to do a spoiler casty thing to talk about all the different choices and that but again it's cool not having a connection to people and be like i'll do this and fuck that person over whatever and see how that all plays out Mm. and then i thought it was weird to do episode one and two uh, on, on day one. Um, do you, were you following this? That yeah,
1: like, I don't understand why they did it.
0: Weird thing. I don't know. I don't understand it either, but the of uh, the, kicker cliffhanger for episode two i thought was really great and i'm excited to see how that pans out cool and then just started it after i finally washed my hands with uh Hugh, it was this uh shanti half genie hero oh yeah yeah, yeah. i booted Vito. that up too yeah yeah i really i was blown away i was like oh man this lo- it looks great you know it's a side scroller plat what do you want to call it? platformer action game where i'm hitting opponents with my hair it's got like that fast pay it it doesn't look like it obviously but it reminds me of shovel knight and like, oh, this is like a callback to what, what we've seen before and where we've done this.
1: That's WayForward shit. So yeah. WayForward, way Forward spawned yeah people from WayForward spawned yacht club, and so yeah. the, the the lineage of their games would be very similar. WayForward's always been
0: yeah they've been a uh, uh, developer very
1: near and dear to my heart. They yeah. make they make some duds, but they make some great games too. The the one game that they made that I think was like super underappreciated was that that Bloodborne game or not Bloodborne Blood Blood Rain. Um, oh yeah, that was clearly and obviously right? supposed to be a Castlevania, Castlevania. game yeah. at some point in its development. I don't have that au- authentically, but uh, I would not be surprised. Did you give Shantae a chance? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I played around with it a little bit. Uh, and I played the last Shantae game, too, on PS4. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like it. What I what, um, actually kind of like. Uh, Got turned not turned off from it, but sure. there's I want to I like platinum in games like that, and there are uh, trophies in that game that are really hard. And mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. wait for a trophy guide if one comes sure. out because there's one to beat it in two hours, which is probably fine. But then there's one to get everything in the game in four hours, and so I want to see how that all pans out before I, because I, you know, uh, I don't really want to, you know, jump into it. that. That was when I, I downloaded that and that Dex game. Yeah. Uh, at the same time. And then I just went back to Tomb Raider. This, I, for me, about. this
0: is like one of those pleasant surprises where I'm like, eh, I, I remember the PS4 game or the ones that have come before because there's been other ones that yeah, I'm Shantae's, recovering it up. has been going for a minute. And so jumping in, I was like, is this going to be, like, a JRPG that's been around for a while, and I don't connect to anything, and I don't know what's going on. Jumped in, I found the dialogue funny, the interactions funny, they're clearly playing with the comedy and stuff, the first boss battle, or, you know, don't call them whatever, like, poopy pants or whatever the hell. I was like, "All right, that's pretty good, and, like, it seems cool to jump out and then start upgrading and buying things from the shop and doing all this stuff. Yeah, a little, little,
1: not that I can speak intimately on Shantae's history, which is longer than you'd think, but um, was disappointed that it was 2.5D. Mm. Um, but it is very expensive to make you know that's a that's a major difference between that game and shovel knight mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. shovel knight looks really beautiful i don't i really don't think Shantae looks beautiful
0: i think it's so, pretty um, i think it's pretty it looks like a cartoon which it I like. looks
1: very ge- uh, the 2.5 d thing is becoming very generic mm-hmm. in my in my mind like it's there's some games that i think do it really well uh i think that that uh strider game that capcom released like very early in ps4's life cycle is a good example of a game that looks great in that in that motif and then i think there are games like mighty number no. nine which is a you know a fucking turd anyway anyway you cut it but uh looks like garbage there's there's a lifelessness to it um that disappoints me which was one of the concerns i had with bloodstained ritual of the night which is EGA's game and i have an early build of that game that was given to people that supported it and 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 as um you know to to be clear with the audience uh i'm you know friendly with iga and uh ben and burritos uh, at our house they, they did eat burritos at our house and uh we are going to be in the game so um and i'm working on that with them now so and i might we i mean kind of funny like there's gonna be team, yeah. team fat stuff in the game and stuff like that so just throwing that out there sure but when i played the build i was i was i was quite uh th- that fear was allayed you have to you have to massage that in a very specific way because i just feel like there's a lifelessness and a lack of artistic merit to it compared to traditional you know static you know pixel backgrounds sure yeah so
0: and then final thing that I'll be playing tonight that I'm super excited to get home and put on the big TV is uh, Gravity Rush 2. Uh,
1: yeah, we had that. We got the code like 10 days ago. I think. Yeah,
0: well, no, we got notified we're going to get it. Yeah, and then got it like right And It was like, all right, cool. That was as I was like going to New Orleans. I'm like, I can't do anything yeah, I'm about like, this. I'm, I'm good. I know it's not for you. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I'm super stoked to jump in and play it. Uh, review embargo. Uh, it will lift sometime before uh, when we when I can talk about it on the next PS. I love you. XOXO. So look for those impressions. I am um, weak.
1: What was I going to say? Oh, the, shout out to Sony and PR, pay- oh. though, in one of a specific way. the email for Gravity Rush 2 is code upside
0: down. I was like, alright, you're trying too hard. Come on. Can I just get Because th- on, the, cute. on oh, my yeah. iPhone, I was able to lock it and rotate it, but then I needed to check something on the sheet today, and I was like, on oh, my computer, I'm like, no, it's whatever. cute, it's a nice idea. It's, it's whatever, you're trying. To Jake do Jones, you son of a bitch. Jake Jones, you sorry son of a bitch! If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. It is KindOfFunny.com's <laughs> PlayStation podcast, and it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, rain or shine on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe where you've made it the number one playstation podcast in the world and we thank you very much for that if you're listening to this the day it posts on tuesday or leading into thursday remember kind of funny second anniversary is thursday january 5th we will be streaming over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to celebrate and doing a whole bunch of announcements and telling you where that we're going for this year it'll be super fun and exciting so check that out Colin, yes. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's report. <laughs> Time for, for some <laughs> singular possessive news. There are two items on the list. What the, a baker's dozen! God damn, these breaks. This
1: goes back. Uh, the, so to be clear, because you know we have had an episode every week, even though we record it, we can them. This the news goes from the <laughs> December twenty sixth to today, the second, when we recorded this, and there are really only two things to talk about. So um can't manufacture the news i actually went to way more sources even than i usually do to see if i can find anything and no no dice so number one sony has revealed the free games playstation plus subscribers will have access to for the month of january 2017 and they are as follows playstation 4 gamers will be able to download day of the tentacle remastered this war of mine the little ones which are supposed to be very good the swindle which is very good and titan souls which is very good free of charge if you're gaming on PS3, you'll get Blaze Rush and the Swindle for free. And if you're on Vita, you can play Day of the Tentacle Remastered, the Swindle, Asken 2, and Titan Souls.
0: That's a good month.
1: It is. A, I it really is good. like People are bitching Souls. about it. Like, I don't yeah, know what people you're bitching bitch about. about everything. Like, like, so the Swindle's really cool. Um, I enjoyed that game. Asken 2's like a match 3 game. Uh, Titan Souls is a, is a boss rush game Game, it's it's got like t- Shadow of the Colossus kind of yeah. DNA in it. Um, I think it's really it's really fucking hard.
0: It's really hard. But that was a game playing on Vito where I remember booting it up on some trip we were going on, and it was a f- it was a fun two flights of sitting there like, all right, shit, how do I do this? And then figuring it out, but still trying to time it correctly to do it.
1: Uh, Day of the Tentacle Remastered is not for me because I'm not a huge nerd, but a lot of you guys out there will like it. And then uh, this war of mine, the war this war of mine is supposed to, is like a survival kind of. Yeah, game. I
0: jumped in. It didn't click for me, but I can understand why so many people like it.
1: So there's that. So as of the time you're listening to this, these games should be free. So go check it out. Make sure to obviously check. Don't buy them on accident. Number two, the final piece of news. It appears that Detroit Become Human and Qu- uh, from Quantic Dream and Dreams from Media Molecule are launching this year, at least according to a new trailer, Sony released teasing 2017 launches on PS4. The other games included in the sizzle reel are Gran Turismo Sport, Hellblade, Drawn to Death, Near Automata, Yakuza 0, Farpoint, which looks awesome, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, Matterfall, yeah, Gravity Rush 2, Wipeout Omega Collection, MLB The Show 17, Everybody's Golf, Pyre, Persona 5, Neo, War, World of Warriors, Nex Machina, yeah. NAC 2, Parappa the Rapper, 20th Anniversary, Starblood Arena, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Don't get too excited, though. Shihio Yoshida was asked on Twitter about the inclusion of two games, Dreams and Detroit, in the trailer to which he responded their inclusion was a mistake. We'll have to wait and see what happens.
0: Come on, now. When as soon as I believe Detroit, but I do As I, soon as that remember. popped up and kids started tweeting me, I started drafting, I think I deleted it, but I started drafting the same tweet I did for Persona whenever you wanted to throw that in my face that I was going to be wrong with my prediction. And I was like, on January 1st, 2018, go ahead and show me those games in your hands. Show me that I was wrong, that they came out somewhere in the calendar fucking year of 2017. That's not happening. <coughs> and even when, inevitably, there's going to be somebody who says at some point, and this is Greg talking for the, my prediction of dreams and well, I'm not even dreams probably, but for D- Detroit, where they will say 2017, it ain't happening. It's not coming.
1: That's uh, Don't that it is it down. for the news. That's short
0: news. Yeah, happens though. Yeah, um, that's weird though. We usually never end that quickly, you know. It's a rarity.
1: Don't ask me for the drop either because they didn't write one this week. <gasps> So I have no idea what's coming out god damn it I don't know if they're just not doing it anymore because this is like something has have had to have come out the last few weeks you'd assume
0: oh there hasn't been enough the whole break no no there has there wasn't one
1: when we recorded the last regular episode I don't think I'll go look
0: but uh I'm not seeing anything they're not gonna retire the drop it's just Christmas break for them too or holiday break for them where they take the two weeks off I'm assuming like we do I assume they have two weeks off I'm searching Ryan Clement somewhere bouncing his baby on his knee Justin Massigill, Doing whatever the fuck he does. Sid Schumann doing pull-ups nonstop for two weeks. You're going to come back and be like, he was tall, and now he's jacked. And then he's going to punch Justin in the face. It seems
1: like the last drop was on 12-6. There wasn't a drop Mm -hmm. on the 13th, the 20th, the 27th,
0: or the 3rd. The new year and the holidays, always hard to keep any kind of
1: regularity. Well, I'll tell you you know, if you want these these random games to sell even worse than they already are on PlayStation Network, you might as well I not tell anyone them? they exist at all. <laughs> if you're in the middle of the forest and a tree falls... You know, does the tree make any noise if no one's there to see it fall and hear it fall, Greg? Well,
0: you're really... You're like explaining... <laughs> you're really getting into Louise here. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So if... Uh, whatever fucking random ass shit's coming out that 5,000 people are downloading. Yeah. Well, now 2,000 people are going to download them because not even the drop is going to give them a... Wow. So my hope is that everyone is uh, just on break and and stuff because I like reading the drop. I I get excited. On Sundays, I always go around noon to PlayStation Blog while I'm watching football and... and, uh, See what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And a special congratulations to the Houston Texans for making the playoffs again this year. How does that make you feel? Maybe they'll actually score this year uh, in, in the playoffs. Game? Probably not. Mm. Uh, but, you know, congratulations to them. They couldn't have pulled a better team than the fucking Raiders, who are going to start their third string quarterback. And Not since 1966, since the Super Bowl era, has a person started, a quarterback started a playoff game without ever started a regular season game before, until right now. So there's your little piece of NFL NFL uh,
0: knowledge for the day. on <laughs> I love There's you, a little so piece so. of NFL. <laughs> All right, then you want to jump to the topic of the show? sure tots, 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 tots. this one comes from username regret hey greg and then he puts in parentheses ignore colin he's sick of people waiting for you to say hi I that's guess. fine with me. do either of you feel like 2016 wait, ha- wait, 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 wait you just said ignore colin and then you're and then you're asking the question do either of us i don't understand i mean you can take it up with the username right. regret over on the kind of funny forums where he left this at kind of slash psq do either of you feel like 2016 has been a little disappointing on the AAA front? Or at least the major ones. 2016 has felt like the year of underdogs to me more than anything. Some of my favorite games were ones that I never expected to like so much. It's not often that a game like Inside could be doing so well in Game of the Year categories. Sure, Journey did it, but that's lightning in a bottle. 2013 had GTA V and Last of Us. 2015 was all Witcher 3, Fallout 4, and Metal Gear Solid 5. I can go on. So... I can't go on, so it's not unusual for smaller games to have some of the best in the I don't know what that means. Uncharted 4 was shockingly somewhat of a disappointment for me. If you ignore Battlefield 1 and Overwatch 2 and Titanfall 2, the year feels kind of empty. That is, until you start looking at things under the radar. Some of the games people were really looking forward to were ones that already seemed obvious to me that were going to be disappointing, like The Division or No Man's Sky, even if they aren't terrible games. I'll remember 2016 for games like Stories, Path of Destinies, and all the tough choices and terrible endings I always get. I'll remember it for Fury and how, I was, how it was the highest I ever made it on a leaderboard, 12th, because I just loved it so much, and some smaller, more emotional games like This War of Mind, The Little Ones, and the insane co-op fun of Helldivers, more than Uncharted 4. Do either of you feel this way, too? I'd love to hear your response and for Colin to tell me how wrong I am about Uncharted 4. Parentheses, I'd give Uncharted 4 an 8.5, at least anyways, just not a 10 like 2 and 3. Thanks! Username regret. Colin, was it a disappointing year for AAA? And I'll do your memories center more around indies? Uh,
1: No, I, I think there's, there's a lot of hyperbole around 2016 in many ways. Like... The games were bad. Everything bad happened. A bunch of people died. Like no one's ever died before. There's, no, there's never been a, a a time where bad games had come out. I just think 2016 really kind of got people into a into a frenzy. In a tizzy. Everybody's up in a tizzy. And uh, I think that the hyperbole about 2016 in every way is is a little ridiculous. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but uh, I will say that I think the exact opposite. Yet, as I said on the uh, when we did the games cast. And I went back and looked at all the games I'd played, which was a shit ton of games I played this year. Um, I was actually surprised by how many good games were, were released and how hard it was for me to whittle that list down to 10. Um, so I don't necessarily agree because I think that there were a lot of great AAA games. Doom was great. Uncharted was great. Battlefield was great. Call of Duty was great. People loved Titanfall. I mean, there was a lot of AAA games that people loved. For me, and that's what I talk about in
0: the games cast, I I bring this up and talk about it, I believe Mm -hmm. there, is the fact that for, obviously, gaming and gaming taste is all subjective. And for me, like I said in the show, it was an an underwhelming quote-unquote year, or AAA wasn't the main focus. I'm with him where Uncharted, I'm sorry, for 2015, I felt like getting my top 10 list down was hard, I felt. For 2016, when I was get, getting up, to, I I totally I had like three or four overhangs and then honorable mentions. But like 2015 felt like I had a list of 17 that all deserved something, and I couldn't possibly do it. And I think that's because similar to how I think how he's bringing it up here. I'm not a shooter guy, right? And so I I liked Titanfall. I appreciate what it did, but okay. And Infinite Warfare was fun. All right. And Battlefield, stories are really cool, but I'm not compelled and I'm not compelled to remember those. I'm not compelled to play them. I'm not compelled to jump into it. So Uncharted 4 does stand out. And similar to what he's saying for me is the fact that I do think I have more... Smaller experiences standing like Overcooked, right, is my number two game of the year. Spoilers for my top ten list that goes live on Wednesday on the Gamescast.
1: You but, already spoiled your list because you put it on Giant Bomb two uh, weeks ago. That's what I do. Just
0: can't help me. Giant Bomb wanted me in demand a little bit more than kind of funny, dude. Uh But you know, that's the whole thing of just there's. I think you know, when you look at it, it's like I talk about. I think when I'm thinking about 2016, I'm thinking about Overcooked and Virginia and Sparkade and all this goofy shit, right? That not nor- it normally would be in 2015 was fucking Metal Gear. There was a AAA game that define the year for me and i put the most hours into
1: i'll agree that having a mobile game on your list is goofy indeed the the uh the thing that i found uh so interesting about the list when i was making it was that i had a really hard time cutting it down and, and that's why i had a lot of honorable mentions on my list because there were games where i was like sure shir- like wh- before just in my head before i looked at everything i'm like surely headlander is going to be on this list headlander yeah, yeah. great double fine game really really unique metroidvania i really loved that game a lot uh didn't make it uh you know, uh, something like Job Simulator, which I think is a great VR game. And that's actually something I want to talk about too, but I'll get to that in a second. I thought for sure, I love Job Simulator. I think it was really funny and quirky and cute. Uh, thought for sure it would be on the list, didn't make it. Overcooked, I really liked a lot, thought it would be on the list, didn't make it. Like, there, there, <clears throat> there were, uh, I thought that this was a great year. As I said on the list, like, I played such an extraordinary amount of games this year mm-hmm. that, um, and like I said, I actually feel like I played an excessive amount of games this year. I don't think you need to play 70 games or whatever in varying degrees um i think that's absurd and i don't want to do that again but um you know it made it so that i had a nice little palette to choose from the one, the one thing that i thought was surprising was that i wanted to spend time with vr this holiday and i just didn't i couldn't like i i, I it's so weird because i think it's such a great piece of technology and i think the games are so fun um that i played it's just like I was looking at it. I'm like, I gotta connect the box, ah, to the Jag PS4, the Then I gotta table. like get the camera and set it up. Then I have to like recalibrate every five fucking seconds. But I only and have like, an hour to play really before the next thing. So what's the point? They really have to figure that out. Like that, I don't, I'm, there are some there are certain things that they're not gonna be able
0: to. You gotta have to calibrate your stuff and stuff. But just making it so, just making it easier. Here's the thing. Do you think it also is just an issue of having a compelling title? There's a lot. I have so many. V I I have you know robinson and all these things lined up in my vr folder i started doing on ps4 right That i'm like ah oh, man i really i, I want to play that at some point i want to play that at some point but it's not like i have to play it. like tonight gravity rush i can't fucking wait i'm so stoked to get, get back into that world see that story and play those characters but these other games i'm like oh cool i'm gonna look around and see a fucking dinosaur and do this and that'll be cool for a little bit You're but like fuck a dinosaur i look around and see this fucking dinosaur. oh okay. if they're now if i can take that move one though get it rock hard <laughs> do this and say, hey, Kevin, come suck on this glowing tip. By the way, I call all dinosaurs Kevin. That's not about you, Kevin. Don't file a sexual harassment claim. It's not about you. I say, hey, dinosaur Kevin Coelho, come over here and suck my dick right in you front call of all your the dinosaur. dinosaur
1: fiance Paula. Call all the dinosaur? Wow, that's very similar to
0: I mean, I can't help it that that's just how my mind works.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I was I was surprised by my reaction, like my guttural reaction, being like, I just want to play a normal game, and and, mm. and then just getting sucked into Tomb Raider. I didn't intend on getting sucked in so long. I mean, I play that game fucking ever. It's it might, so it might even though. be more. It's it might even time. be more than thirty. I mean, I just was enamored with it. Sure, it was really fun. But that's what I was trying to say before when I'm saying like the, the, playing too many games by volume is. You know, because I was you know, there's some games that were short that I beat. There were some games that I just didn't spend a lot of time with. and There were a lot of games that I spent a lot of time with, and there were games that I beat. And all is like my, the Tomb Raider experience for me. I was like, this is the way I like to play games. Really spending time with a game yep, if it's, it's necessary. It. And then that's why, like, I think Far Cry Primal is going to be the next game that I go back to. Wow, all right. Because I restarted Tomb Raider. I got like five hours into Tomb Raider a while ago, and then I restarted from the beginning. And I think I'm probably in a similar position, probably a little farther actually. And, in, in, in Far
0: Cry. So. Whatever happened with Hitman Prime? You were get you down. Yeah, were it. ready, Aaron started playing.
1: Yeah, Aaron's like,
0: so is that what happened? She just ran away with it and you're just watching it?
1: And yeah, I just watch it. I mean, it's fun. I, I, I'm glad I tried it. I, I don't, uh I'll tell you, like, tell me. But kind of just watching her play it and watch it and, and booting it up a lot in the ecosystem that they've created. Very compelling um uh justification for why they do episodic content. They really do a nice job at IO of, um, like the the, uh, the the elusive contracts whatever they call yeah. it elusive, elusive hits or whatever it's a really cool idea, like like once they're gone, they're gone that's it like and, and it get, it keep and you know that there's the completionist side of a gamer that feels like they need to log in and get these motherfuckers at all these maps, and I see th- I see I'm like, oh, and I point out I'm like well, there's an elusive target in Sapienza or whatever the fuck it is and and she's you know, but she's so obsessed with <coughs> just I mean she's like can't leave Paris, I have all the maps, I got them all yeah. And she just loves it because she's like trying to get all the challenges and, and level That's her character awesome. all the way up. And I'm like, "All right, this is like, nice. I'm like, there's some obtuse sad shit going on in this game right now. You, you get, you're get you trying to, they're having an old fashioned show. You're trying to collapse lights on them. I mean, you just shoot them right in the fucking face and be done with this."
0: <laughs> ah, <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's a cool game. I, I have no intention of going back to it, but it's, but it's. but uh, I'm glad I tried it and I appreciate people giving me those recommendations. That was the thing about that game Dex that I put on Vita where I was like, when I first was reading about it and looking at videos and I was like, well, how did no one recommend me this game? No one. I never heard of this game in my life. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> now, we hop tracks there. I want to hop back to mm, VR. Mm. I, what, I've, what I found interesting about you with VR is how... And I thought this is a, a problem, not in, in terms of you, but in terms of like when we talk about VR and what it means and its future and all stuff is how excited you were slash are for Eve Valkyrie, but still have never sat back down to do it since like you talk about it being that was your religious moment with it. That's the one that got you. And then we even like what you're saying. Well, I don't want to set it up. I don't want to do this. How much time do I have? For?
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 also, you know, I'll tell you with Eve Valkyrie. Tell me. Um, it's a persona for golden kind of thing. And uh, I'm already feeling it
0: like you're going to save that for the end.
1: I just... We talked about it, I think, a few episodes ago, but, but between the, the soft sales of VR, overall, PSVR is the best-selling unit, but and that they didn't reach their expectations, and it seems like some of that has to do with manufacturing issues and all that kind of stuff. I just wonder, is it all just going to fall apart? And if so, I would like to have some things to play. My hope is that that doesn't happen. My My, my feeling is that they won't let that happen. But... It's one of those things where I look at it, I download it, I, it's, not, it's just on my console, and and, and uh, I'm just like, you're there, and I want you. Yeah. Ooh. I want to be deep inside of you, e yeah. but but um, now's
0: not the time. Now, you know? here's the next... You'll idea. be fertile when I when I get to you next. No, it'll be barren. <laughs> There'll be no fruit left to bear. Here's what we need to talk about. We still have that second bed or second, third bedroom? Third bedroom. That used to be kind of funny, HQ, mm-hmm. the studio. We could set up a standing PlayStation VR thing, where all we'd ever have to do is go in there, and plug in our unit, plug in our own headset. We yeah, could do we that. We could do that. We could do that. And then what would, that would eliminate everything. Then we could go in there, we could fuck around.
1: We could do that. What's probably going to end up happening, though, mm. is uh, I'm buying a drum kit and uh, going to put it in that room. Okay, okay, So, but there's plenty of room. That room's more spacious than people give it a lot of credit for. agree, agree. The major problem, because I, I heard through the grapevine mm. that someone has a pretty nice kit sitting around that they just want to get rid of. Yeah. I think a five-piece. And so you know, I don't need a five piece. You know, I'm not, you know, I, I need, you know, maybe a high Tom and a four Tom and a snare and a bass. I don't need the high Tom and the, and, 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 and the low Tom, you know, you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't need, you know, I don't need two bass
0: drums. So whatever, are you still going to soundproof this? Cause you once talked about that. So, cause our, so our, that's our, the next, conundrum. we got a, we got a man downstairs and our landlord upstairs. I don't care about the man downstairs.
1: The man upstairs is who I care about. Yeah. Now. The man downstairs doesn't care about us. He's hawking his loogies and doing whatever he does. Throwing his his garbage in our garbage can. Oh, does he do that? Yeah, you know, I I pay for that garbage,
0: you know. It's like, you know, it's all... I mean, he's just living in a coat closet down there, and I'm pretty sure he's on our
1: electric bill anyway, so who cares? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is too, so that's nice. Uh, But I want to look into, is it possible Mm -hmm. to soundproof the room? Like, is it possible to just... Make it so that no one hears anything going on in that room, because then it makes it a very tantalizing way to take you out eventually as well. Now, the the what what I'm more likely going to do is just play it by ear. I just want to have the kit, mm-hmm. and then maybe when you know the, the guy upstairs goes goes on a, an errand or something like that, he's got to run in there. You know, I I I I, I uh, bang it out. Go animal style. Mm-hmm. So no, but that's, a, that's a fine idea with the VR. I mean, we have like 17 PS PS fours in the fucking know, apartment. Right? So might as well yeah. do something with them, but um, it's possible. Yeah. I, I, I want to, uh, I'd like to get back to it. I, it's such an immersive experience. When I think about the games that I liked on it, you know, super Hypercube was an awesome game. Uh, uh, even that, that headmaster game was interesting. Like there, there's other mm, games on there. Mm. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. I just, uh, the semantics of it, were a bigger turnoff than, I, this, than right. I had anticipated. Right. Once the luster wore off, you know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then once you start getting pulled into other games, I mean, we're really only probably a month, five weeks away from getting Horizon. You know, like there, there's not, there's not, I wouldn't be surprised if Horizon went gold by the end of this month. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be going back into these games that require you to not use VR. And then we're going to, and then the ball's rolling and all the sorts of shit comes out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wildlands and all whatever. The Ooh,
0: Wildlands. On. Gotta hope that pans out. All right. Good job. Colin? I didn't do anything, but thank you. you no, you, you talked. You did a good job. That was a good conversation. Give me a handshake. We talked We, we talked good. We talked good. We, we did talked talk, pretty. Talk, we talk real we good. We
1: talked good. Me, me talk good one day. What was it? What was it? Well, there was S- a book.
0: David Sedaris. Sedaris, right. Me
1: talk pretty one day. Yeah, me talk pretty one
0: day. Uh, tell me about what's happening in the Trophy Times. Well, I was looking at the trophies today. There's only...
1: <coughs> Actually, I was looking at them all break. And this might have to do with... Um, this might have to go you because know, I go on PSN profiles and basically update it every day just to see what what pops. Popping. And this might have to do with the fact that, um, uh, you know, there's no drop. There's no games coming out. A lot of the things being put up are uh, Japanese games. Where? Why? Oh,
0: Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, there we go. Mouse That's problems. Good.
1: So, I mean, last we talked, I mean, like, there's just a lot of Japanese games. And then there's a few games that no one cares about that I don't want to talk about. There's oh, okay. one game on here... That I'm not even sure what it is. And then there's another game on here that people were excited about. The game that people were excited about was Puyo Puyo Tetris. I've um, heard of this.
0: I've heard of this. Why, do we, why do we know about this?
1: I think it came out in Japan a long time ago. Okay. I think it came out in Japan and on PS3 and Vita. Yeah, in 2014. Never was brought here. and Now it's coming to PS4. And so there's trophies live for that. And I will have you know... That it has a platinum trophy. Whew. Now, uh, thirty bronze, nine silver, three gold, and a platinum trophy for a Poyo Poyo Tetris. Um, but again, all about combos and scores and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The other game that I don't know what this is. It's a Vita game. It's called the longest five minutes. Okay. Fifty bronze, two silver, two gold, and a platinum. Mm. Pixel art looks pretty good. You get different trophies for different endings. Uh, RPG level five, greet Chloe before departing, blah, blah, blah. My theory about this game, not knowing anything about it, because it's all RP- it's all reaching levels and all sorts of things. Do you have only five minutes to play the That's game? That's what it
0: sounds like. This is one of the great mysteries. It'll be answered soon. So. When the longest five minutes comes to PlayStation 3. To... By the way, the I always Maybe it's coming this week. We don't I know. Ryan Clement, sleep
1: at the wheel. Let me see. Yeah, what, what kind of excuse do you have? Another, another kid already? Ryan, come on. What do you call that when you have two kids in the same year? It's an Irish something.
0: Irish twins. Kevin is that saying. what it is? Irish know. twins? No, I don't think that's right.
1: Uh, anyway. Uh, also, I'll have you know that Danganronpa 3, I believe, comes out like this week or next week in Japan. Mm. Could be wrong about that. You're going to import it, stumble through it, not understand a word? What am I, Andrew Goldfarm? Exactly. Um... What is it called? Is it called? It's not. Everyone gets mad. It's not Danganronpa 3. That's an animal.
0: It's definitely Irish Twins. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin Coella. Not the same as the dinosaurs that I fuck. That I call Kevin Coelho, but they're different in Time Machine. A hit PlayStation VR game.
1: January 12th, it comes out in Japan. I'm very jealous. We'll get it later this year on PS4 and Precious Vita. Um, so yeah, that's basically it going on for trophies Nothing new popping. So that, I, I, my assumption is uh, nothing news really coming out anytime soon.
0: All quiet on the and We'll never know practice.
1: because who knows what Ryan Clements is doing right now.
0: God forbid. I mean, he he has a wife. The baby has a mother. You take the baby, you give it to the mother. You fucking update the blog. You just say, here's what's coming out this week, everybody. I didn't bother putting images in because I got to go back to the baby and it's New Year's or whatever. Kids never had any dedication. Uh, Lucid Dream wrote in for trophy time, just like you can, by going to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, and says trophy time suggestion give a shout out to a game with a great trophy list you guys talk about becoming trophy consultants in order to help developers come up with well-rounded, comprehensive, and balanced lists for their games more info on that in 2017 and this is certainly an ingenious idea I think it would help to highlight and identify games that you think have such a list, just in case the consultant thing doesn't pan out I'd like to suggest that this week's shout out goes to Doom for not only being one of the best games this year but for also having one of the best trophy lists I've encountered in a game earning the platinum involves exploring every inch of the game utilizing all of the upgrade systems and game modes that are introduced and challenging yourself to complete all of the bonus tasks in each stage nothing feels tacked on, repetitive, grindy, or encumbering most importantly, the multiplayer trophies are easily acquired and there are no missable trophies id software nailed it thanks guys xoxo lucid dream i like that we don't i like celebrating things lucid dream and i'm glad you're doing that we celebrate too much let's shit on everything we're in the the hyperbolic chamber we're in the hyperbolic
1: chamber kevin is that that right hyper hyperbolic chamber i'm gonna look i'm gonna we we really should have looked an hour ago
0: oh we also i circled uh when we were (laughs) so when I started talking about Hugh, you started laughing and said you'd tell me a story later. Oh, then no. we went on an entire 50 minutes. You said something else that I wanted to, you to come back to, which Hyper, reminded me to come back to.
1: Hyperbaric. Hyperbaric chamber.
0: Okay. He said hyperbaric, but we never. He's. But I like to jumping. live in the hyperbolic chamber. Well, I do. I definitely think Twitter. It's is Twitter. A hyper, I was gonna say hyper hyperbolic chambers. Twitter, all right. What was your hue story? That was. Oh no, I just remember
1: that? when I was interviewing them because it was a it's a game based on you know colors. Colors, yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, you know, oh, they, this is when you thought you had, yeah, yeah. Like I got you. I'm Like, so what if you're colorblind? Yeah. You know, and they're like, What do you for colorblind?
0: They're like, we have a color. And colorblind we have that. Mode. Yeah. And I'm like, Ah! <laughs> Fuck! Oh, good, when, I, good. I, when I went through to try to figure out where I was in the, in, in the game, uh, I got to that final thing and I found my level and I was like, "Okay, cool. And I was like, Wait, why does this guy have symbols all over everything? And I was like, Oh, the colorblind mode, right. When, when Colin got got, as they say. Well, I was happy to hear, you know, because it reminds me of the, the PSX
1: talk we listened to about uh, accessibility for gamers and yeah. gamers that are disabled in some way and can't play. Um, and then obviously Naughty Dog tells that story about how someone couldn't beat Uncharted 2 because of a button mashing thing. And they, they needed to figure out and overcome that. Yeah. And I didn't realize that Uncharted 4 was like really one of the pioneering games. Or was it the last of one? One of Naughty Dog's games that was really pioneering in terms of like it has like disability options built in, baked mm-hmm. in like they from the get, you know, so people can play in, in a way that's best for them. I think that's great. Yeah.
0: Colin, you ready for reader mail? yes all right great thanks to jericho of course for compiling this over on the kind of funny forums you can leave your question over at kindoffunny.com slash psq the queues for questions let's start with a little segment i'm calling colin take him to school ice 27 writes in and says "Grawlin, happy new year hope your holiday breaks were great so i'd like to start with the fact that this isn't an argument but a genuine question i would like answered how will the all digital future really make games cheaper I understand it cuts out the middleman of the stores, but as a gamer on a budget, I get most of my games after the launch window when prices get cut drastically. Yeah, I get that when The Last of Us Part Two finally hits store shelves, and I don't want to wait, all the digital systems would probably save me a few bucks. However, most of the time, I don't need to be part of the conversation, and I'll play what speaks to me when I want to. Amazon generally cuts game prices in half around three months after release, while just while the PlayStation Store still has them at full price. Just trying to get some knowledge dropped on me by my boy Colin M.
1: Colin, take him to school. Well, if you were a Patreon subscriber on Kind of Funny Games, you would have seen the pilot episode. Uh, One of the pilots that I wrote of Colin was right that went up about this. Um, This argument takes a little bit of faith in the market behaving like a market would behave. So the argument is, and markets always behave in predictable ways. So my argument is simply this. If uh, the brick and mortar stores and middlemen didn't need to be placated anymore and... Publishers had to release games in a, in a static market in which uh, no one uh, had to, again, fund the people that are trucking the games around, the people that are manufacturing the games around. GameStop has to get their cut, all these kinds of things. Then the only people left to compete with are the other publishers on an even market, right? And my argument is simply this. If EA and Ubisoft and Activision were all like, our games are still $60, and then Warner Brothers was like, our games are 50
0: Still and then, AAA, still all the time. Yep. And, uh, people you expect went into this. It's still an awesome Superman game. It's still an awesome Lego Dimensions. It's whatever, but it's not as much as the other guys. Right. Then you think that EA is just going to sit there and
1: be like... Eat it. And just be like, well, we have to do something. And then, and then then Remember the
0: last time this happened, of course, a real world example. Sega and EA. And EA was like, all right, cool. We'll buy the NFL license so you can't undercut us right. and put our game out for like, what well, was it, 25 bucks or whatever? For people that don't know, back 10 years ago now,
1: I think... Uh, Sega Sports was still doing an NFL game a pretty good NFL game people would claim that the games were better than Madden
0: they were advancing it <clears throat> first person mode doing a whole bunch of crazy shit and
1: Madden was still being released at the time by EA for $50 and I want to say that Sega was releasing the NFL games for 20
0: that, that's uh, what I think too I remember and, being ridiculous maybe 20 and $20. Uh, this was when the
1: market was still open and the NFL didn't go fully with Madden and it worked the Sega games were more beloved they sold uh, at a higher volume and it ate into the market share and and market share means mind share. Then suddenly people are talking about, uh, well, what about, we don't have to worry about Mad. Madden is ubiquitous now with, with NFL games, but it wasn't so. It reminds me of a way that PS or Pez uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, could possibly compete with FIFA as, on a pricing structure like that as well. The point I'm making, and I think it's I, I personally think it's indisputable, I've never heard of a good argument otherwise, is that if the publishers were forced to compete with each other on a digital marketplace in which Sony took its static cut and then they got the rest of the money, is that you would find a situation where... This year's a good example. Battlefield 1 comes out, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare comes out. What if Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was $10 less than Battlefield? That's that, suddenly Suddenly that's like, well... I might want to play Battlefield a little bit more for $10. Like, that's a lot of money. And so and
0: you keep in mind, this is already established in this world This we're talking about where it isn't the stigma now, right? Where the Ratchet and Clank game comes out and it's cheaper and we're all like, is it a budget game? Is it going to be terrible? And no, it's awesome. We've had tons of success like that. People understand that this is a thing that isn't a big deal.
1: And, and I also would argue, and I've argued in the video that some of you saw, if you support us on Patreon, we appreciate you, that... The argument can be made that games should be more expensive than $60, too, and I'd be interested to see what that looked like. What I mean by that is, like, uh, you know, if uh, The Witcher 3, which was, by all accounts, a fantastic game, beautiful game, well-made game, great voice acting, great storytelling, lots to do, uh, very well executed and put together all around. What if they their next game, Cyberpunk, comes out in a few years? What if they're like, the game's
0: $100?
1: Would you, like, be aghast by that? Or would you be saying, huh, actually, The Witcher 3 was so fucking
0: huge... It's all I played for six months.
1: ...that... That game might have been worth more than $60, and I might have gotten the best of them, and now they're going to charge $100 for this game. I, 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 I wonder how we settled on the $60 arbitrary AAA price point. It used to be $50. Yep. But people also have to remember that in the cartridge era, game, new games went from $40 to $100. So games right now are cheaper than they've ever been, when accounting for inflation. But my argument is that by going to the digital infrastructure only, and by removing the brick and mortar and the middleman and the disc manufacturing and all the things that cost money, making the box cost money, making the discs cost money, all that kind of stuff... Suddenly, I do believe that publishers will be more likely to compete with each other. And it's not going to happen because they can. If they can keep the money that they're saving, they will. But when one of the publishers forces their hands, they will start competing and prices will fall. I'm telling you, that's what's going that, that that's what will happen. and I think that's going to happen. And all you have to do is look at Steam. Steam's a, a vibrant marketplace, although it's turning into a shit show, but it's a vibrant marketplace of competition. Um... And it's not yet a race to the bottom like iOS is. It, it, it is certainly turning into that, which is what I'm concerned and have been concerned about. And we'll talk about a column was right soon about the race to the bottom on on the digital marketplaces we actually care about, which is Xbox Live, obviously, and, and PSN. Um, so I just want you to consider that that that's an economic reality if the market behaves in a predictable way. And the markets typically do behave in a predictable way. If. If uh, let's what's a good example, like cars, like sedans, right? Like Toyota and and Ford and Hyundai and all them release pretty comparable sedans at thirty thousand dollars. And you look at them and they're like, well, uh, you know, Consumer Reports has pretty good things to say about all of them. And uh, they all have a similar 200,000 mile warranty and all these kinds of things. What's the big differentiator? Oh, Ford just made theirs five thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah, there's the differentiator, you know, and suddenly all the other car manufacturers have to be like, well we have to do something and so they start competing prices always go down when there's competition always it's the same argument that's being made about opening up state uh, state lines to health insurance why health insurance prices in the united states are going so high it's because if you're in california you can't buy health insurance in new york you know yeah but if you could buy health insurance in new york or alabama for ten dollars cheaper then your insurance here suddenly becomes twenty dollars cheaper because they know they're going to lose you as a customer it's just the way the market works yep so I hope that that explains it. I don't think you're right or wrong. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I am very heartened to hear data, end of the year data, saying that digital sales are increasing significantly on consoles. Significantly. Yeah. And that's great
0: news. Colin, take a breather. You took him to school. Better hit the water bottle. There you go. Can't hit the showers yet, but I'm thankful you did it. You lean back. I'll take care of this one from It's That Dave. He says, hey, Greg and Colin. Now, usually this is one we wouldn't do anymore, but we just kind of opened a little bit of Pandora's box with this, so I'm letting it slide. I just listened to the 10 Best Vita Games episode, and I've decided to take the plunge and buy a Vita. I know. Fuck my face for getting it so late. I don't know if we'd fuck your face unless you're a dinosaur named Kevin Coelho.
1: He'll gladly fuck your face if you're a Kevin Coelho
0: dinosaur man. While the other dinosaur Paula watches. But now... Is it a good time for me? What? But now is a good time for me. And I had a few questions for you since some of the stuff online doesn't quite answer my questions. First, if I were to buy a Vita from Japan, because I'm digging that blue one, is it region free? Yes, it is. My pink one is from Japan. I have no problems. Second, when I start my Vita and log in under my name, if I go to the PSN, will it show me all the games that may be crossed by or stuff that I got off of PlayStation Plus over the years, or to have to search that manually? You want to be on the PSN like you go to the store and find it right there, but when you go to your past purchases, your download list is there, you'll see all your Vita stuff. It is all mixed in with your other shit, which kind of sucks, but... It should be also, sequential. You could also go through... Well, that, But it's but fu- then it's all, it's, it's 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 fucked all broken. For, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fucked up. There's so. a
1: little ellipsis you press when you're in the store on the Vita and then it brings up a download list. You go to that and then you hope, exactly. you, you hope and pray that it's and there.
0: It, <laughs> and if it's, if it's all out of order and it's all fucked up, go look and figure out what you actually want and what you've gone across buying, what you've done for PlayStation Plus and maybe maybe search on the online portal and do it that way and just say download your Vita from there. Uh, the help would be appreciated. You got it. Hope you had a good break. We did much love Dave. We love you too, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Whoa, Colin. No, we're turning over a oh, new sorry. leaf. Oh, doctor. Sorry about mm, that. Let's go. Yeah, We're going to now move into another reader response. That was a response to our top 10 Vita episodes. We have another reader response. Drone.
1: Didn't do that episode of new Ray. Well, you guys aren't really feeling the, the Vita episodes. Well, I think it's also just break.
0: Yeah, no, better be. Shit. All our numbers are down. Better break. fucking be. Uh, the third JP wrote into to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, Hi, Colin and Greg. I know you guys did your last of us part two theories video a couple weeks ago, but I recently heard a theory about this story that I thought was interesting. There is reportedly, I, I take that with a grain of salt. I don't think anyone at Naughty Dog's is reporting anything yet. Going to be another LGBT character featured in the game. The theory was that the reason Ellie is so angry and going on a murder murderer spree? Is because her girlfriend was captured and now she's on a mission to get her back. If this is the case, it would be a huge. It would be huge and mean so much to so many LGBTQ gamers (parentheses gamers, but spelled gay). Uh, to have su- such a huge game like The Last of Us Part Two be about a queer story. My question is: How likely do you think this is? Do you think the gaming community is ready to have such a huge game be centered around a queer story? Thanks, John. Left Behind already was this. Uh, and, I, and I think that it would be a huge...
1: Not a mistake, but it would be weird.
0: Like, to I, do it like, again? Yeah. Like, that, you already did it. The—the the Reportedly, I'm like... Nothing's reported. The, the, no one knows anything Naughty about this Dog's game. great at keeping everything locked up. I don't believe that for a second. How likely do I think it is? I don't think it's likely. Not because of the gay part of it. Again, Left Behind dealt with this. It was awesome. Spoilers for Left Behind. Fuck you, you should have supported him at the time. Uh, I think it's more the fact of... That's... I think about how that game has to look we have to we already know Ellie we already know Joel we jump into this game time has passed we have to get introduced to this character we have to immediately be made to feel that we like her as much as Ellie likes her or loves her however you want to describe it and then she has to get ripped away from us and then we set out on a mission I think the Joel angle is way more compelling, and it's already done, and the groundwork's laid, and you already have what you feel about those characters from the first one. So if it is that Last of Us 2 is hunting Joel's killers or going after somebody for Joel or something like that, that makes more sense to me than trying to shove all this back in. If Riley from Left Behind was still alive, then I think we'd have a different ball of wax where, okay, now we care about her, and they got separated some other way. Right. But that's not how that ended.
1: I I think... I mean, here is this—the long and the short of it—is that I thought what Naughty Dog did with with uh, with Riley and with Ellie in Left Behind was awesome, and and I, I made the argument at the time when I reviewed it that the game needed no combat, like, and I was disappointed that there was any combat in it at yeah. all. It really should have been about their their story and exploring that mall and and getting to know each other and getting to know that relationship that sets the scene for who Ellie is by the time she meets Joel. I think that when you if you try to you know, I think part of the way we normalize. um Gay characters, the way we normalize having Muslim representation or whatever representation you don't see often in video games yeah. or in art is to not pay it much heed. It shouldn't be part of the char- like the character's DNA. So we know Ellie's gay and that's great. But the reaction now about that should be like, who cares? You know, yeah. that's normalizing it. Beating it over the head again by being like, now it's about her, her, her conquest in an LGBTQ, you know, situation. It's like that comes off as pandering now. Like you guys already Mm -hmm. did it so artfully. Ellie's gay. She's a gay character. Accept it or not. But it's not, it shouldn't define her. Well, and, and it that,
0: shouldn't define the game. Exactly. You know? you're, you're making the great point because the, the thing was we all played through The Last of Us not knowing her sexuality, not caring, thinking she was amazing, having a relationship It was totally with irrelevant. It, and then you play left behind, you get more context, more color to her character, but it doesn't suddenly make what you just did be like, oh, and if, it, if you do have a recoil and disgust that I was, oh my God, there was this gay character I fell in love with, then you have to stop and think that you fell in love with a gay character and that's okay and that gay people are fine. Like, I'm with you in the fact of like, he, he, you know, the point of like, how likely do you think Do you think the gaming community is ready to have such a huge game be centered around a queer story? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not the same in the fact of you know how numbers drop off. Obviously, more people play The Last of Us than did Left Behind and stuff like that. Sure,
1: but Gone Home did this and sure. I mean this isn't new. Like like the the
0: but this talking, whole
1: this whole drama with Overwatch and Tracer character and the flying fuck about. Yeah, yeah. The you know, I really do feel <clears throat> that you know The acceptance of our gay and lesbian brothers out there, our, our transgender uh, people and, and all these kinds of things, it, a lot of it comes from education, but then acceptance through normalization. Sure. Making it a big to-do, I think, is destructive towards the end goal. I think the way that Naughty Dog just did it in a very subversive kind of way, right? Very, yeah. I don't mean that in a negative way, but in a very you don't really know. Like you're saying, we didn't know Ellie was gay. We didn't care. Ellie was, you know, and then she was, and then it gives you context and know those kinds of things. It's, there's clever storytelling ways that, so I just want people to be really wary about kind of, you know, um, There's a place for social justice and then a place for inclusion and there's a place for diversity, but you have to do it in a way that's clever. That, you know, because then you have the reactionaries that are like, you're just shoving the shit down our throats instead of just saying, like, hey, it's just a portion of who that character is. Your lesbianism or your your homosexuality doesn't define you and it's not really relevant to this story, but that's who she is, which I assume is what's going on with Overwatch. I'm not a nerd, so I don't play that game. Here's, uh,
0: she kissed a girl on a comic. Oh my God! Now just show me another picture it. of that fat ass in the tights. I don't mind that. That I got no problem with. This girl's ass being in my face the whole time. But as soon as I find out she's a lesbian, don't a lot of po- guys doctor. like
1: the lesbian thing anyway? I don't understand uh, why they so sorry. Well, I, upset what, I
0: about. mean, I don't know. They felt like based on that butt and what they had played in that game. Again, this is what I'm getting the scuttlebutt of. I'm not. I'm not some, some fucking dork out there. Oh man, look at me. I'm taking the fucking calf skid on the thing. Oh, I'm doing. The, I, they were all just mad. They all dreamed of being with her, of course.
1: Oh, your dreams of being the, the fictional cartoon character? That's interesting. Um, so, to me, I feel like they will have a clever way to go about this story. I don't believe anything I hear about the game. I think everyone's full of shit about it. I don't think Noidhog said one fucking word to anyone that's leaked anything about the game. I so, there's no r- reporting and there's no rumors about this game. And by the way, you're not going to be playing it for like three years. Boom! Also, yeah, maybe two years. I don't even remember what I predicted anymore. No, two no, years. No. Uh, it's 2017 now. So you'll play it in 2019. Uh but I am very excited um to hear more about it. And I like the more subtle ways that 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 things are getting uh more inclusive. Um but again, people don't need to be beaten over the head with it because then that causes the negative reactions to it. You have to do it in a way that normalizes it. And I mean, I, like, I, I think people have to realize that more. And I think they did a nice job with that in Left Behind, and we can expect that Naughty Dog will treat it with care.
0: And regardless, yeah, the Last of Us Part Two is the main character is a lesbian, like that. You know what I mean? Like that's what the game is. Uh, Master Bronze Twelve wrote in kindoffunny slash psq, just like you can. It says hi, Greg and Colin. Happy New Year. My question is regarding first week sales of games. Gravity Rush 2 is on the horizon. I loved Gravity Rush and my Vita, even Platinum did. I really want to buy this game to support it. With its release date in January, January, I won't be able to play it for at least a month. I was considering not buying it on first week since I won't be able to play it, and maybe in the meantime I can catch a discount. My question is, are first week game sales as important as they used to be. Nowadays, we hear a lot of developers saying they sell the majority of their games when there is a sale, especially on Steam. SoftWare is categorized as high initial fixed cost and low marginal cost, parentheses, low or no reproduction cost. Every sale must count, even if it occurred years after the initial release. Just think how much money games like Fallout 3 or Skyrim, parentheses, now it has remastered versions, earn developers after its release. I really want to support Gravity Rush 2. I really like the world they built up and want more out of it this this ip even if i buy the game one month later it should have the same effect as buying it first week right love from turkey and then he he does his name here and it's got a a c with a little it got a little leg on it down there underneath he says it's pronounced like tunk 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 and then he says p.s it's an it it is istanbul greg so he's giving me all sorts of turkey that kind of turkey i think so he's love from a turkey the turkeys in Istanbul, I believe is what yeah, he's saying. That's my best in Turkey. We love the
1: turkeys here in the United States. That's your best uh, one, huh? What? Yep. That's, that's the turkey running through the woods. You
0: gotta go. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> he like turned it off throughout the podcast. He's like, I don't need this." unsubscribe. Um, no, uh, oh, well, so, no, I mean, do first week sales still matter a lot. They're where it is remor- reported a lot. Uh, I don't think you, uh, in the case of gravity rush Two, I don't think you have to worry. Gravity Rush 3 is not happening. I don't think Gravity Rush 2 is going to come out of the gate and set the world on fire and establish this as cat as an indispensable PlayStation character. Gravity Rush Gravity Rush 2 is going to bomb. Now here's now here is the uh, says the guy who's super excited to go home and play it. I'm not not throwing stones
1: here. I love Gravity Rush. Saying that for the guy who's totally impartial to the series, Gravity Rush 2 is going to bomb. Now agree, now here here is the interesting kind of thing about it. Gravity Rush 2 you want to you know you're not going to be able to play it day one. The most money is going to go to Sony if you buy it at $60. If you're buying it at a discount, everyone's getting less money. So um, if you want to support them like, you know, dollars to donuts, then you should buy it as soon as possible because Gravity Rush 2 is going to be on sale probably weeks after it comes out. So,
0: And remember uh, that it's not the number of units moved, it's the m- the amount of profit made. Right. Sony would rather sell 100,000
1: copies of Gravity Rush 2 at $60 than 250,000 copies of Gravity Rush 2 at $20. They don't care about the volume. They, they want the money. Uh, so... So you have to keep those kinds of things in mind. I feel a little bit bad for Sony because I think the Last Guardian's probably bombing too, and and Gravity Rush too. But but then we're going to get in the Horizon and Gran Turismo, which are going to obviously do great um, critically and commercially, I assume. So, um, but yeah, and, and 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 there is some excitement for Gravity Rush. My big disappointment with Gravity Rush is, is it, it jumps systems. It's just kind of I don't know. It's just kind of lame. You know, I understand that they don't want to strand
0: it on Vita, but. But here's my thing. Is but like, it was a That's the thing. Is like again. I liked Gravity Rush when I reviewed it. I'm excited for Gravity Rush Two tonight. I I have missed that world, and I do like those characters. I feel like they're gonna look at the numbers it does as Gravity Rush Two on PlayStation Four, and it's gonna be like, all right, cool. Like, not more people bought it, but like, what, how, what would have the groundswell of Vita supporters felt like if it just went there again? Hey. We're not out of the AAA Vita game thing. We, You love Gravity Rush. Here's a Gravity Rush 2. Maybe in m- six months from now, we'll put out re- the fucking collector's whatever PS4 edition if you really wanted to. But how many more copies are you going to sell that you wouldn't have sold on Vita? Vita is the audience of us, the fucking super PlayStation nerds who already have our Vita and buy games in bulk and love this thing and do all these things who love Gravity Rush based on the Vita game. It's not like I'm hearing people, oh, I never picked up that uh, Gravity Rush on Vita, but it's coming to PlayStation 4 now. I'll check it out. I'm sure it's going to happen. It's a, it's a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah.
1: That, that, that's what, I understand that Gravity Rush Remastered came in the PS4, but I'm sure no one bought it. The, similar to Tearaway Remastered, which might as well have never happened at all. So, Tearaway Remastered so was the,
0: not remastered. It was a different game altogether.
1: No, oh, I hope not, because that was so waste of your time. The uh, But the thing about Gravity Rush 2 is that I'm sure it's going to be a great game, and I'm sure people are going to love it, but it is unfortunate that it is coming out in early January. It is unfortunate that its sequel is not, I don't want to say readily accessible, but not within the mindshare. Like, this is a game that, Maybe didn't need to happen at all, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Yeah, maybe we're I'm what
0: gets the the uh, dying light treatment and all the people. Are like, be oh man, there's nothing to play. I would just-
1: absolutely love that for that to happen. I hope yeah. I'm totally wrong that it's going to bomb. Um, but I'll be interested to see. I'm super interested to see MPDs for December to see how Last Guardian did.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: as well, although I don't know that Sony reports a digital number so the
0: numbers are gonna be but it'll be oh I, we wouldn't have numbers yeah, yeah. it'll be i wouldn't see, be surprised if it was on the chart at all let's see digitally how well it's sold on you know the breakdown of that chart yeah you know, so on the, on the blog if ryan clements ever comes back from vacation
1: well he's having irish children apparently so jeez
0: god he's not even irish
1: i know that's, that's so weird about it i'm sorry what is that irish, irish. he's Twins.
0: having irish
1: children <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's more more to the story than meets His the eye. His
0: wife is Irish. It's very bizarre,
1: but you see black people every once in a while having sort of Maury Povich. They have a white child. Then there's a there's a thing where the woman thinks the guy there's someone's cheating on someone or whatever, but it actually it's just a pigmentation problem. It happens. It happens.
0: Oh, they do the you're not the father thing. Yeah. You are the father. Just do you remember when Maury Povich problem? had other things? Yeah, I do. And then suddenly... What th- does Connie Chung think of all this? Connie go he com- like, oh, fuck. When he comes home and he's, he's like, this is what happened on the show today. We filmed seven of these today. I
1: believe Connie Chung was on the 30 for 30 about Tanya Harding. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been another Asian woman, but I think it was, I think no, it was Connie Chung. I'm pretty sure Chung. you're right about that. That checks out. That mm-hmm. checks out, I think. At least
0: what I remember. <sighs> Colin, final question. Yes. Comes from Zara N. He or she says, hello. Mm. Has the PlayStation Vita been discontinued? No, it seems like every store in Sweden is out of stock and has been for a while with small amount of research. I see a similar pattern across Europe. Seems stupid to discontinue a product when new games are still coming out on a regular basis. Can this just be a stock issue or has Sony really, really decommissioned it? Well, they definitely didn't decommission it in
1: Japan. So I, my assumption is that they're probably working through whatever stock they have here. <clears throat> it's not discontinued. Um,
0: it is they hard still sell. to find.
1: It is hard to find, but they still sell a ton of them in Japan. So what I'm saying is that the unit's not discontinued. And worst comes to worse, you're just going to have to go buy it from Japan. But
0: I think what's really happening is, yeah, retailers aren't supplying it anymore. Mm-hmm. Wall- like, people t- hit us up all the time like the ghost town of like, your Walmart or Target where there's nothing there and there's like Wic one game. I think it's just that no one's reordering them because no one's coming in to buy them and they're bitching the wrong people. And like, isn't it Amazon? You can't get it new anymore. You can just get refurbished ones or people <coughs> or who are like that. selling used ones or whatever. I think it's just that fact of like, These are businesses. They're not going to keep everything on the shelves just to have it. No one's coming in asking for it. And that's the trouble.
1: I will say that if you're interested in Navita, uh, really like interested in having one, I would, I would act soon. Yep. Yes.
0: Okay. Colin. You ready to meet your best friend for the week? Mm. This is P.S. I Love This Best Friend XOXO. It's where one of you beautiful bastards writes in, gives us your PSN, we read it, then you get all sorts of fun friend requests, and you get people to play games with, and you get nice messages on the PSN. uh, All the best friends are happy, and they have a great year, and no one cries. This one comes from Anth Anonymous. Hey, Colin and Greg. Mm. So last week, someone posted their PSN hoping to get help with some trophies. I figured it would be nice to do the opposite and offer help. There will be a lot of new guardians in Destiny needing help with this game, and it can be very overwhelming at the start. I've got hundreds of hours logged. If anyone needs anything Destiny-related, parentheses, or any other game for that matter, let me know. My PSN name is Anth Anonymous. That's A-N-T-H, Anonymous, all one word. P.S., my fiance couldn't find me a PSVR for Christmas, so she bought me an electronic drum kit instead. I figured you want to know that. Timely, as we talk about a VR well, electric, room or a drum. Electric, room. electric kits are. Now, don't be all poo-pooing it. You almost, you always talk about maybe getting that for the house. I know, but like they're just not right. I understand that, but you're in San Francisco. You yeah. have neighbors. There's a lot not right here, actually. Yeah, that's true. So. That's
1: true. That's a good point. Oh well, yeah, I have
0: neighbors too. That's true. Reaper Wolf ninety one has this week's forgotten PlayStation game. He or she writes in and says, "Hey, Colin and Greg." Mm. Long time, first time. Hmm. I recently got a perfectly legal PlayStation 1 emulator on my cell phone, and I may or may not have downloaded a few ROMs for gaming on the go. If, hypothetically, I got some ROMs, I would get some of my favorite games that I had for my physical PS1 back in the day. For the same reason, I recently may have reconnected with the game I'd like to suggest for Forgotten Game of the Week. Tiny Tank. Up your arsenal was a game released by Sony Interactive Entertainment and developed by Appaloosa Interactive and and now parentheses which I haven't heard of since back in 1999. It was right around the time Jennifer Lopez was waiting for that night. The game was funny and surprise was funny and surprisingly easy to pick up. It was about a yellow little battle tank with the spirit of a Rottweiler trying to stop the main villain from removing the Earth's atmosphere. So it was more suitable for our new machine overlords. I especially enjoyed teaching the mechanics of the game to my younger brother back in 1999 and challenging him in the multiplayer for hours on end. The little yellow tank had a ton of great and hilarious quips, which I still use to this day. Unfortunately, I've never met another person who remembers or even knows about the game. Have either of you played this forgotten game? If so, thoughts? Reaper Wolf says thank you. P.S. I love you guys a long time because your podcasts are long, you see. Have you played Tiny Tank up your oh, arsenal? Uh, no, I haven't. Me neither. Never even heard of it. It, it could said. be a made-up game for all, I know. Sure, probably. I mean, I, I Wikipedia him usually. Didn't this week, but mm. some. I assume he's not that smart to write in. And, I mean, he's Reaper Wolf. could it's be not. smart. He's going to be a smart man. Tiny Tank up your arsenal. Maybe it's like a current game, and he does it, and then people buy it, and then he makes a million dollars. You got us. <laughs> fucking nailed us let's check in with the PSN's worst name of the week as you know ladies and gentlemen you can't change your PSN name because Shuhei Yoshida hates you so what you do is you go to the kind of funny forums over at kind slash forums you go to the PSN's worst name of the week list you submit yours and we read it on the air now I think I'm doing another one where I'm bending the rules a bit with this one but here we go this one comes from Char B Tronic that's not his PSN name that's just a bad kind of funny forum name that he chose for some reason hey Colin and Greg first time long time so i just started a new job the other day and i was talking about video games with the guy who sits next to me and he told me the story of how he got his current psn name when the ps3 came out long ago he bought one early and created his initial account he mostly played call of duty online at the time never had an issue with it a couple years later his name was reported after playing the game a game of mlb the show and his account was locked out he had to call playstation support to fix it the call the call support asked what his name was, and he responded, "Vage Punisher. All one word, Vadge Punisher. He loved having this name. He recalls hearing his friends' girlfriends on the mic asking, Who's the Vag Punif- Punisher? <laughs> and he would respond, Yeah, let her and all her friends know. <laughs> support forced him to change his account name, and not knowing that he could change it again on his own, he came up with a generic name. Colin might like this one Patriots4 underscore, which he now regrets choosing. <laughs> Please, Shuhei, let us change our names. Thanks, guys. Keep Vag good Punisher, work. that's a good one. Char B-Tronic. I like that. It's like a double whammy. Because Vag Punisher, funny and stupid, but dumb. And then he gets Patriots 4 underscore. That's what he got. You're a big Patriots fan, aren't you? They're going to
1: lose. Are they? Yes. In the divisional round. Okay. To... the chiefs oh okay good
0: if you didn't know ladies and gentlemen this has been psi love you xoxo it is kind of funny.com's playstation podcast it is the number one playstation podcast on the internet and it posts every tuesday at 9 a.m pacific time rain or shine on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe remember if you ever go to your podcast service around the globe it's say, like, 9.15 a.m. Pacific time, and it's not up, it might be because I'm on vacation, and you should tweet me like the one guy did, and then I immediately published it, and it was great. But, you know, sometimes, it's just, no, I can't auto, you can't auto-publish on SoundCloud. Really annoying. Mm. Really annoying. Mm. Every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a song and a segment we call Sing It a Hey. Mm. This is where one of you mm. talented motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM, and you give me your MP3 so I can play it at the end of our MP3. You give me your YouTube link so I can annotate to your YouTube video at the end of our YouTube video. This one comes from Greg. Greg says, hi, Greg. Greg here. He has two G's in his name, though, so it's not going to be too confusing. Long time, first time. A lot of long time, first times today. My best friend, Neville... Michael Neville Chamberlain. No, oh, okay. Sadly, I know. And I write music. Both of us play guitar, but he is the mastermind audio engineer who plays lead guitar in addition to programming drums, bass, synths, etc. <laughs> Here is a track from two years ago called Interstellar on the long gestating but finally upcoming in 2017 album. You can find a handful of other tracks on SoundCloud at Nevin Michael. Nevin Michael. Now, here's where i usually spell it out because there's some funny spellings, but here's where you fucked up, Greg, with two G's. I need your MP3 and YouTube video. Your MP3 I can download. You didn't give me an MP3 I can download. You just linked me your SoundCloud that has no download button or anything. Some of you guys give me the the SoundCloud link and I go there and you want my money. I usually give it to you. But I'm saying, guys, it'd be easy if I could just download them. If I could just click a download button. So if you want to find out where the song SoundCloud, Nevin Michael, one of those words is spelled funny. They smell funny too, I'm sure like the dinosaurs I fuck named Kevin Coelho in, in time machine VR. This is probably more up Collins alley is where a metal slash de gent gent. Okay. Gent band is the D supposed to be there. Is that a yeah Okay. What does that mean? Okay. But don't fret. No pun intended. You might enjoy it too. P.S. I work with Brian, Aaron's sister's boyfriend, and he can vouch that I wear kind of funny gear at least four out of five days a week while my coworkers constantly ask, What's I know with who the, the smiley face? I know who this clothes?
1: guy is. You know this Greg with two G's? I know the Greg with two G's. Okay. Yes. Not
0: personally, but I've heard of him. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here. Is Nevin Michael, that's the SoundCloud, and his friend Greg with two G's who don't understand g- how to g- 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 let you download things off SoundCloud. But until <laughs> next time, it's been our pleasure. To see you.